It's Halloween on Chimney Crickets. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket is the name I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow Always getting in wrong For singing my song A merry old soul am I Jiminy Cricket is the name I'll be hanging around this evening I'll be tipping my hat And telling you that Jiminy Cricket is the name Hello, everybody. Happy Halloween. I'm here with Ruthie. Hello, Ruthie. Hello, Chris. Hello, Cricketeers. And as we do every October, this dateline is going to be all Halloween-related topics. But this year, specifically, all of our topics are going to be Haunted Mansion-related. And uh, we have quite a big show, so why don't we just get started? But before we do that, we have a very special announcement. Dateline Jiminy Crickets proudly endorses Concierge Vacation Planners, a Disney-authorized specialty vacation planning service. Concierge doesn't just book your trip, they walk you through the entire process helping you plan out every detail, one-on-one, -on -one, to make the very most out of your vacation while saving you both time and money. And the best part is, they charge nothing for their services. You will get the exact same pricing as if you booked your vacation directly through Disney. But in using Concierge's expertise, you've got the added bonus of having your very own personal Disney Guru Planner by your side. Both Ruthie and I are also satisfied customers. And we just can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at www.concierge.com. That's www.concierge.com, as in mouse ears. So when you book your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, or many of the other Disney destinations available worldwide, contact Concierge Vacation Planners. And be sure to tell them Disney Chris sent you. Well, this uh, year, for our Halloween-themed Top 10, there were so many choices in the category that we picked that we couldn't quite narrow it down to 10. So this year, our Halloween topic is going to be... A Top 20! <laughs> and the topic for this year is Haunted Mansion related and we're going to do our top 20 Haunted Mansion residents. We didn't say ghosts because there are a couple 
that are not ghosts. You'll see as we go through the list. And um, this is, just a reminder, this is Ruthie. And I know the Haunted Mansion has a lot of fans out there. And there's a lot of, I'm sure a lot of you have your favorite things. And this is Ruthie and me. This is our opinion and our opinion alone. We got together and, and made this list just based on what we feel. So if you feel differently, you're allowed to. And you can just let us know in the comments section what your tops are if you disagree with ours. And that's okay. This is not the definitive list. This is just what Ruthie and I think. So, you ready to get started, Ruthie? Let's do it. So, the first, we kind of group them if there's like a, a, some that kind of go together. Mm -hmm. And really in this case, there's more than just the two we have pictured. We really wanted to include the entire tea party, which also includes um, the Duchess and Duke, which are sitting at a table and then there's a some teeter-tottering people having tea. But mm -hmm. to me, the main two that stick in my mind that I picture when I think of that scene are these two. So that's why I chose them specifically. And we put their names on all of these images because sometimes we can't remember because... They don't say their names on the actual attraction. Yeah. In fact, a lot of these names came along much, much later. And a lot of the names were fan-created. And then Disney adopted them and made them canon. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of naming all of the residents didn't come along in the beginning of the attraction. So... These are all the current names of these ghosts, and they have gone through some name changes. But currently, the woman sitting on the top of the Hertz is Lady Priscilla, and the coachman is Robert. I don't, seems like a random, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could call him, you know, anything, I guess, but. Yeah. So that's number 20. I'd say we just, if you wanted to narrow it down, I'd say Lady Priscilla. Robert isn't really, he's just there. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't have a teacup in his hand. No. Yeah. So you want to name the next one, Ruthie? Sure. Next one is the ghost known as Pickwick. I guess his full name is Erasmus Cromwell Pickwick. Yes. And you can find him in the ballroom. He is, like in this picture, he's hanging from the chandelier in the ballroom. And he's pretty popular um, because people do know him as Pickwick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's just like a fun-loving ghost there. He has a, a drink in his hand, and he's dangling from the chandelier by an umbrella. So, mm -hmm. Yes. So stay himself there. Staying with the ballroom... The next one, known as the birthday girl, but her official name is Victoria Abigail Buffont. And um, I also 
heard a, a different name. I, I think Tangerine. Miss mm. um, Tangerine. I think because of her hair color. They, but that was a former name. This is, mm. this is what she's currently known as. And she's the one who disappears and reappears and blows out the candles mm -hmm. on the big dining room table in the Haunted Mansion. So she's kind of memorable just because she's kind of in the center of everything mm -hmm. in, the, in that scene. And she has a distinctive look to her. And so they get Definitely. more, they get, they, they get bigger as we go through. She's only 18. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> According to the candles, how old is she, Ruthie? I looked this up. Is that 11? 13. Oh, that's 13? Oh, well, that's that that's 13. what it says. I, I, oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can't see some of them, but... Yeah. Huh. Makes sense. So who's next, Ruthie? Next is the opera singer. Um, here, I guess her name is Baronessa Elda. Um, you know, they're at the end of the... Um, you know, in the graveyard scene at the end, yeah. right before you um, go to the hitchhiking ghost, you can see the yeah. opera singer, the male and female. I guess the man doesn't have a name or... Oh, he might, but we're yeah. f mainly We're only focusing... recognizing her. Yeah. Okay. He's not as... Rec you know, he's not as big of a character. He's not as... She's more memorable. Yeah, yeah because she, you hit, hear her hit that high note as you pass yeah. by. So. And also yeah. the the joke is it ain't over until the fat lady sings and she's mm -hmm. at the end of the the she's the last ghost you see before you go into the final part of the ride mm -hmm. yeah so and she's not um she's a svelte ghost there yes so, <laughs> so the next uh is a group and none of these have names i looked up to see if they're they have names and they they don't have individual names but these are the dancing ghosts in the ballroom. Sometimes they're called the waltzing dead or the ballroom dancers or just the ballroom mm -hmm. ghosts. But they're the ones dressed in kind of Dick, Dickians and... Did I say that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, D Dickensian. D Dickensian clothing, mm -hmm. dancing. And when they designed it, they... Um, it's actually a, a, a reverse projection because these are all just, um, these are underneath you and they're being projected on glass and that's how you see them. It's called Pepper's Ghost. And um, when they designed them, of course, the male was leading, but when you see it projected, the female is the lead, so. Mm. That's kind of an interesting. Maybe that in the maybe in the afterlife, females lead. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes you don't have to wait to the afterlife for that to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's next, Ruthie? Next are the dueling portraits. These are also mm -hmm. found in the ballroom, of course, up kind of on your eye level when you're in the um, doom buggy, because, mm -hmm. like Chris said, you're above everything. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so you see the portraits and then you see the ghosts come out and they shoot at each other. And I guess they have names. So, um, one is named Etienne LaLaurie and the other one is Antoine Germain. 
So I don't know what happened, why they are dueling. Somebody wronged the other person. <laughs> I think it's just a clever... It know, is. Because it's a way to, to, to die, so... Yeah. But they and, both died dueling, so... Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is one that I personally really enjoy. And I'm glad they brought her back because mm -hmm. for a few years she was missing. They took her out because... They replaced her picture with another uh, ghost that I don't want to say who it is yet because that's on the list. I'll mention it when we get to them. Mm -hmm. But um, this was my very favorite of the changing portraits. Mm -hmm. And I was, they actually put her, her picture in the um, Baton Rouge up in the rafters for a while. Mm. When that was the gift shop oh, there. Oh, in the, the La Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Before, you know, when it, that's... It, it's not that anymore, but... But they brought her back, and now she's got her own spot in in the loading room mm. on the wall as you go into the loading mm -hmm. area. Right. So the joke here is that it's hard to see. It does say it on the curtain, but it's oh, kind of yeah, hard to see. Oh, yeah, I can't really see it says April, and then it changes, and it says December, mm -hmm. when it changes to this, this is how she looked in her youth, and then this is how she looks decrepit and old. So, Miss April December, and otherwise known as the Muse. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that's, so. Per I just like the look of her, I like the way, yeah. it's a Mark Davis yeah, thing. I like that. So the next is the owner, the proprietor of the Haunted Mansion. Who is that, Ruthie? It's Master Gracie. And, you know, there's a... I guess there's there's a legend. I don't know if this is really, like, considered canon. But, it, you know, supposedly in the stretching room when the lightning strikes and the lights go out, mm -hmm. you see the body hanging and that is... I guess it's supposed to be a Master Gracie. I've heard the there's two stories that I've heard. One mm -hmm. is that it's the ghost host because he oh, says, yeah. of course, there's always my way. So that's the way mm -hmm. he ended mm -hmm. his life with mm -hmm. suicide. Or I have also heard Master Gracie as well. So the thing is, when we get to the ghost host, you'll see that he kind of looks like the... Yeah. The, hanging and he's also holding a noose in his picture but um master gracie is the one who replaced april december for a, in the mm. um changing portraits because originally he was only seen in walt disney world and his mm -hmm. picture is above a fireplace in the main foyer when you first go in and he changes as the ghost host is saying the beginning lines of the attraction and he metamorphosizes into a skeleton looking this is how he looks when he was alive and then he changes but they decided to add him to disneyland so now he's in the the row of pictures in the hallway when you get off the elevator and he took the place of april december and mm. for years, April, December wasn't in there, but now they brought her back to a different spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the ghost host could have potentially killed him, like hung him. 
too? Maybe there's a lot of there's no official. I don't think Disney right. has an official explanation, and a lot of people also ha have thought that this is actually the ghost host mm -hmm. and not Master Gracie. So there's a little bit of a speculation and disagreement on that, mm -hmm. and no but, definitive answer. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So the next one is the organist. And his name is Victor Geist. And he's the one playing the 20,000 Leagues organ, which was in the actual film. And for years it was on display in Tomorrowland at the 20,000 Leagues exhibit walkthrough. And then mm -hmm. when the Haunted Mansion opened, they moved it over to the Haunted Mansion and refitted it to look a little different. And But this is the actual organ that was in that film. And Victor Geist is the ghost who plays it. And he's, again, he's underneath you. And this is just a, a reflection on glass that you see, which is the Pepper's ghost effect. Mm -hmm. In fact, all the ghosts in this room are done that way in the ballroom. So who's next, Ruthie? Number 11. Number 11 is the Raven. And... Apparently, he has a name Edgar, based off of Edgar Allan Poe, who wrote the Raven poem. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he, you actually see him throughout the ride. Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of like, you know, a, kind of like a touch tone as you go through different mm -hmm. scenes in the attraction. But this is this particular picture is in the, the um, I guess, what do you call it? Conservatory. Yes, the conservatory where they mm -hmm. have um, the coffin. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there next to it. And, and you hear cause throughout the attraction as well. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, from him. Mm -hmm. So. You know, and another thing is that one point he was going to be the narrator. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there are some recordings of him delivering dialogue in kind of a crow voice. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. So that was, you know, one of the reasons you see him throughout the attraction is they were thinking he was going to narrate it as you went through. He'd say things as you passed by him, but they decided not to do that. But he remained. So, and speaking of the conservatory, number 10 is Frank Banks, who's actually the um, ghost in the coffin or the coffin occupant in the conservatory. You only see his arms and hands but he's voiced by... Do you know who did his voice, Ruthie? Yes, it's Exitensio. Yes, who actually wrote the script for The Haunted Mansion. So, he's just trying to get out of the coffin and it's been nailed shut. And he, you, When he lifts it up, you can see the nails where, he, where he's lifting it up. So, <laughs> it's just kind of a creepy scene, a memorable scene. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Let me out, let me out. So now we're going to get to the heavy hitters. Yes. So who's first, <laughs> Ruthie? Next one is the little Leota. And this mm -hmm. is, you know, the little um, bride that you see at the end as you're actu actually exiting the attraction. You're going mm -hmm. um, on the um, moving walkway. Yes. Um, and you hear her. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's basically the last thing you see as you leave the mm -hmm. attraction. And she's not Pepper's ghost. She's actually a, a figure that's been lit up and then her face has been projected onto mm -hmm. her, which is done in other places. And Leota Toombs, who was an Imagineer, 
provided her face, not her voice, but her face. Mm-hmm. And um, she um, took the name Leota because that was such a perfect name for mm-hmm. this character. But it just happened to be the real name of the Imagineer who did her face. That's mm-hmm. Leota Toomes' face in there. And we'll see her again. So the next one is the Widowed Bride, or otherwise known as the Attic Bride. And this character has changed throughout the years. Mm -hmm. For the majority of the Haunted Mansion's existence, she was an unnamed ghost without a distinctive face. Her face was Mm -hmm. mostly either black or not really seen, kind of shrouded. Mm -hmm. And she just held a candle and swayed back and forth and you could see her heart in her chest lit up beating and it would go boom Mm -hmm. boom 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 and she didn't say anything and there was no story about it it was just you know a random bride with a beating heart just kind of a scary thing and then i guess maybe about 15 20 years ago they decided to update the scene and they changed the whole scene so that it has portraits of wedding portraits all with this same woman and different men and they metamorphosize and their heads disappear as if they've been cut off Mm -hmm. they fade in and out and then you move over to this bride at the end of the room and she says things now and she has a projected face on her and part of her body is projected and she's holding different weapons of murder like an axe and a rope and different things and she and she says kind of creepy things about being a black widow bride Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the new thing and they gave her a name of constance hatchaway but that name is a fairly recent change originally she was just known as the widowed bride or the attic bride Mm -hmm. so she's number eight on our list so who the the next one's not actually a ghost who's this ruthie this is the graveyard caretaker Mm -hmm. and he is right after you come out of the attic and you drop Mm -hmm. down and then you're Mm -hmm. entering the the graveyard you see Mm -hmm. him with his extremely skinny dog and they're Mm -hmm. scared because Mm -hmm. of what they're seeing with all the ghosts in the graveyard Mm -hmm. and he's holding his lantern like you see here Mm -hmm. and this is also the the same spot as where they have go ahead he's standing at the gate into the graveyard right right as you're entering this is also where they put the jack skellington animatronic when it's haunted mansion holiday is right here in that same spot Mm-hmm. And I guess he has a name, Horace Fusselbottom. And that's a newer name, too. He used to have a different name. But then they um, did a thing, a comic book, and they, mm. re- they renamed him this. And I thought it was more of a fun name, so I used this name. And it's the more recent name. But he, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the other name was. But a lot of these ghosts have gone through name changes over the years, so... And, um, and none of them had names at all originally. Right, so. right. So the next one is 
Um, Alistair Crump, the Hatbox Ghost. And he was uh, part of the original Haunted Mansion for about two weeks, I guess. And his effects didn't work, so they took him out. And then they didn't bring him back for 50 years or so, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And he's fairly recent addition, and he's now located just outside of the attic as you exit before you go down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And the name is even newer. Yes, because he was named for the film. Right. And that's the name he has in the film, which we'll get to in a little bit. We're going to talk about mm -hmm. the film in a minute. Mm -hmm. So, who's next, Ruthie? There's next actually five, the, a group yeah, of five. The, the singing busts, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are very iconic. So these, like, I think are basically our top eight are very iconic characters mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it wouldn't be the Haunted Mansion without any of these characters. Mm -hmm. So they all have names. Um, mm -hmm. So from the left to the right, Rolo Rumpkin, that mm -hmm. is played by Vern Rowe. Mm -hmm. um, Uncle Theodore, which is Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm -hmm. Cousin Algernon, that's mm -hmm. Chuck Schroeder. Mm -hmm. Ned Nub is played by Jay Meyer. And Phineas P. Pock, Bob Ebright. So those are the singing busts there. So I don't think that the, the people providing the faces with one exception, were right. the Mellow Men. The Mellow Men are providing the voices, but only Uncle Theodore is actually the face of one of the Mellow Men, which is um, Thurl Ravenscroft. That's mm -hmm. his actual face. There was a rumor going around for years that it was Walt Disney. I don't know no. how that started. Well, it's, it's probably because they looked similar as they got older. Yeah, but no, that is Thurl Ravenscroft, who was the voice of Tony the Tiger and all sorts of other characters. He has a very deep voice. He provides the bass voice for the group. But mm -hmm. So it is the Mellow Men, but their faces are not the Mellow Men. That, there are a lot of people confused about that, so I thought I'd clear that up. <laughs> so the next one is the stretching room portraits and yes they all have names and some of these names have changed because originally these were said to be relatives of master gracie so they all had last names of gracie but over the years they've updated the names and changed the lore and so um the quicksand boys here are daniel patterson aza gilbert and Eddie Foster. I don't know where they came <laughs> up with these names. <laughs> the guy on the dynamite keg with the suicide letter. Ambassador Alexander Nitrokov. Ni no, Nitrokov. Nitro. Yeah. That makes sense. Nitroglycerin. Yeah. Nitrokov. Mm -hmm. And then um, the uh, high wire trapeze lady is Abigail. Patecliff, Patecliff. Okay, and <laughs> and so this has now been said to be the same ghost as the one in the 
attic, the widowed bride. But originally, there was no connection between her. In fact, at one point, she was said to be Master Gracie's mother. But now, because she's obviously... She's sitting on a tombstone of a dead husband with an axe in his head. Mm-hmm. They want to make the connection so now she's officially Constance Hatchaway so she's actually on our list twice but we're we're not really counting her as an individual here we're counting right. this as all of the portraits so mm-hmm. so who's next Ruthie number three number three are the hitchhiking ghosts and we've mentioned their names before but from the left to the right Phineas Plump Ezra Bean and Gus Mm -hmm. and you know of course you know they're iconic they come at the close to the end of the ride and you pass Mm -hmm. them and then you are um, you are passing through um, this kind of corridor of mirrors Mm -hmm. and you pass by and you see um, a hitchhiking ghost in the mirror and that is the ghost that follows you home So, second to last, our number two is Madame Leota. Again, Leota Toombs provided her face, but her voice is provided by Eleanor Audley, who also was the uh, Maleficent and the um, wicked stepmother from Cinderella. And um, she's... uh, just memorable because her voice is so distinctive and she's the center of a pivotal scene and and also just the sight of this glowing face inside a crystal ball i mean it's impressive today and i'm not even sure exactly how they they do it it is a projection but i'm not sure how they rear project it into a i i have my suspicions on how it's done but it just seems so crazy that they were able to accomplish this in 1969. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think when it was first done, people were probably just blown away. Because this was not something... This was something that was just unseen until this point. This was a mm-hmm. major special effect innovation for that time. And it's still impressive to this day. That's how good it was 50 plus years ago. It's still very impressive. The difference is now that the crystal ball floats around the room mm-hmm. now. Right. Originally right. it was just stationary, but now it floats. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's too gimmicky. I'm not a huge fan of the floating. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems like too much. Less is more, I feel. <laughs> um, the one thing about um, Madame Leota, like you said, it's Leota Toombs, the Imagineer who worked um, at Disney. That's her face. Mm-hmm. And her, she is the mother of Kim Irvine who works at Imagineering now. Yes. And so the fun thing is that Kim Irvine actually got to provide the face for the... Um, it's holiday. not Madame Leota, but like a similar character in the um, Haunted Mansion holiday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a fun little thing to know. And I think also the woman providing the voice is a is the daughter of Eleanor Audley, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So there's all sorts of connections. Correct mm-hmm. me in the comments if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah, on I don't that. know about that. Mm-hmm. So who's our number one? 
Ruthie. This is the ghost host, Mr. Freeze. Of course, this is the disembodied voice that you hear as you walk into the attraction, into the foyer, and then also mm -hmm. into the stretching room, and really throughout the attraction. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like like I said, the, the voice is provided by Paul Freeze, you know, mm -hmm. the incomparable, iconic Paul Freeze. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, this is you know, just something that you wouldn't be able to have the attraction without because he is, you know, I mean, he says the most memorable lines and this is what you are remembering mm -hmm. is his voice. When you hear, when you hear anybody mention the haunted, haunted mansion, you're thinking about his voice saying these mm -hmm. lines. So, yes, I mean, you cannot get more iconic than that. Now, I don't know how it was decided that this is the ghost host. It's just one of the portraits hanging in the hallway as you ride through. There's all sorts of paintings and things of different ghosts. And this is just one of them. And somehow this got named the ghost host. And I think how it happened is he's wearing a noose around his neck. And I think because he says in the uh, stretching room, of course there's always my way and he's hanging from the rafters and he's very slender and skeletal looking that they decided this must be the same ghost that was hanging in the rafters because he's got a noose around his neck so they decided that this was the ghost host based on that i think mm -hmm. but i mean this is commonly recognized as the ghost host but not everybody believes that Right. A lot of these are just open to, you know, what you think, what your feeling is. There's not an official image of the ghost host, but... Mm -hmm. So, that is our top 20 plus, 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 plus... Yeah. <laughs> um, ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. So, let's move on to our next segment. Before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts. <laughs> you say that now. This mansion is unhinged. <laughs> These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. Give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprise. 
Has anybody else seen this? I hope you do too. We're gonna fight, whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. This house is dripping with souls, but there's always room. Sticking out of a what top hat. Top, top hat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So like top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh, eyes. They were a bit uh, sunken. Deep sunken eyes. Like a raccoon. Beady eyes. They sat back. Hmm. And he was smiling like, hmm. yeah, like that. This kind of thing. Exactly. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow. Oh. You just did that oh. just now? <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to provide a little review of the recent uh, film, The Haunted Mansion, which uh, just recently was released on Disney+. Plus. Um, but it came out in theaters, I guess, last April, right? In July. July? Yeah, July. Okay. And um, so I watched it on Disney+. Plus. Ruthie, did you saw it in the theater or? Yeah, I saw it in the theater and then I just recently rewatched it on Disney Plus. Okay. So we're just going to provide our thoughts on the film. And I'll let you go first, Ruthie. What what are your overall thoughts on the film? So when I went and saw it in the theater, I liked it. Um you know, there's like I really like Hello? I guess we lost Ruthie. Ruthie? No, I'm here. Oh. I'm here. I couldn't hear Can you, you hear for me? a minute. You cut out for oh. a minute. Oh, okay. When you first Weird. saw it in the theater, you thought what? Um, so when I first saw it in the theater, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, like mm -hmm. I was saying, um, this movie has um, some of my favorite actors. I love Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, of course. Um, and, but I will say that rewatching it again made me really like this movie a lot more because this movie is filled with Easter eggs. And so much so that there's so many that sometimes you can miss them. Mm -hmm. And um, so watching it again, definitely you will catch things and you're kind of gonna get a little bit more of a, um, like a connection to it by already by, not really having to concentrate so much on the story because you already kind of know it because you've seen it before and so then you can kind of focus more on like the secondary things that you would miss that are you know um referencing the attraction um but i do think that the story is kind of com complicated in a little way too which also helped me like when i was first watching it it prevented me from seeing a lot of like 
the Easter eggs, except for the obvious Easter eggs. Um, so, I, I, but I enjoyed it. I really like it. I like that. I like having another Halloween movie all the time to watch. Um, you know, so you know, it just gets you that feeling. I do. I mean, I it, there is so many references to the attraction that if you love the attraction, I think you're gonna like the movie. Um, just because of that, um, I will say that. So it starts out with um, Rosario Dawson and her son. Um, his name, she, her name is Gabby, and um, I think his name is Travis. And they are moving from New York to New Orleans because apparently that's where she grew up. And she um, bought this house, the the haunted mansion house. And her idea is that she wants to make a um, bed and breakfast out of it. And um, when you first see them, they're in these like old timey clothes. And so that's not that's not exactly how the movie starts out. But when you first see them, they they wear these like older type clothes, not clothes that normal people would wear nowadays. And it was kind of threw me off, especially the little boy, because he's wearing like little suits and things. Uh And and they try to make it later on throughout the movie. They try to give an explanation. But I, I think that kind of fell short. And so it, it kind of threw me off. Like, I wasn't sure, like, what time period they were trying to set this in when when they were showing them. Because, you know, like, the other characters are fine. Like, Lakeith Stanfield, you know when you first see him and you see his storyline start, you know it's it seems like it's a modern-day story. I don't agree but, with that. I feel like when he's at that party... He looks like he's wearing 70s clothes and the music they're playing is like disco kind of music. And I thought from that point of the movie that, oh, this must take place in the 70s. And then, and I really thought that. And then like a scene later, a car drives by and it's a modern day car. Right. So it's like, and they all oh. have like... They have modern technology. They they reference yeah. a couple of things like modern websites and things like that. Yeah. So, so that that confused me also, but I was yeah. confused earlier than you because I saw that as being in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um I had realized even before he got to the house because the cars were modern and they showed cars before right. they got to the that scene, so Right. So I think some of the, uh, you know, like the set decoration or not not necessarily the set decoration, but the, the clothing styles and the settings of the um, the rest of the film outside of the mansion, maybe they weren't paying attention to what type of time period it would be, um, mm-hmm. you know, pr- portraying to the viewer. So that definitely kind of threw me off in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like sitting there like trying to to you know meld everything together to figure that out so that also took some time away from me actually like watching the film because you know you're sitting there thinking like is this modern or what you know Mm -hmm. so that was a little bit of um an issue that i had with the film and um but i think all of the acting is fun there is some funny parts but one thing i too liked about this movie is that it does take the subject matter seriously it's not like just this, you know, um, farce where they're just making fun of it. Like, um, it is a, a fairly serious movie. There's some jump scares. There's some, you know, 
you know, they're pushing the boundaries of, you know, for different age groups of being able to watch this because there are some scary parts. And so I just appreciated that they were taking this seriously and not like Eddie Murphy where, you know, he's just obviously trying to be funny the whole time. So I like that about the film too. But I mean, one of the things that I really liked, which is like kind of like a deep, deeper cut. I mean, I think anybody watching this show will get it, but um, they, they, you know, the majority of the story takes place in, you know, the haunted mansion that is the Disneyland haunted mansion setting in New Orleans. But then they go to another mansion. It's supposedly nearby, but it is a replica of the haunted mansion that is from Walt Disney World. So the more like New England style house. And instantly when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is the, you know, that's the Walt Disney World haunted mansion. And, you know, um, if, uh, you know, an average viewer might not get it, but I loved that. I love that they did still call back to, you know, having two different mansions. I love that, you know, like we referenced before, the um, the Hatbox Ghost ha- now has a name. His name is Alistair Crump. And that is also a, a reference to Rolly Crump, who was a designer of the Museum of the Weird, which was going to be in the original attraction. So, you know, just there's like, like I said, Easter eggs galore. In every scene, there is an Easter egg practically. So you just really like it bears watching multiple times, I think. What about you, Chris? How did you feel about this? Okay, well, uh,. <laughs> I was not as big of a fan of the film as you, and I don't feel that Easter eggs are a reason to see a film. Um, It's cute, it's clever, it's whatever, but it doesn't make a good movie. Um, So I'm not counting that as a plus, I'm just counting that as, okay, it's neither a plus or a minus for me. Um, But... uh, I'd say the first um, two-fifths of the movie, I was into it, I liked it, I liked where they were going, and I even messaged you and said, I've seen 50 minutes of it, so far I like it, and that was true. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the film I was enjoying, I liked the setup, I liked the story, I liked where they were going, and then I feel like it, it, it... sort of it lost its momentum and sort of fell short at the end I, I there was a good setup but a bad payoff I feel and I think it got a little too crazy at the end um, I feel it was a comedy but it wasn't as dumb of a comedy as the original Haunted Mansion was it was it had serious moments to it, but it had a lot of humor in it as well. Um, I wouldn't call it a dramatic horror movie. There was a lot of very funny stuff in it. Like, um, the woman who played the, um, the fortune teller, I forget her her, the actress's name who played her. It's uh, Tiffany Haddish. She was all for laughs. Not that I didn't like her character, I did. She isn't, she is not something I had a problem with. She, she was delightful. I enjoyed her in the film. 
In fact, I liked the mother, the boy, the main protagonist male, and her. Where it fell short for me was Danny DeVito, especially Danny DeVito and mm -hmm. Owen Wilson. I feel like they were stuck in for name recognition and they felt out of place in this movie, especially Danny DeVito. He just felt like he was not needed and not that I don't like Danny DeVito, but it seems like recently he has to be in every Disney thing and it's all for name. It's not because he added anything to this movie and he actually annoyed me and I didn't like his character and he didn't show up till much later in the film so that's yeah. why I was along for the ride and then when he showed up it was like oh god here we go <laughs> so I didn't I didn't care for him and mm -hmm. um, uh, Owen Wilson I just don't like him as an actor I don't know I can't tell you why I just find him annoying and I feel like they should have used people that are not as recognizable. Like, mm -hmm. they, they made that mistake when they did the first one. Right. With Eddie Murphy being in it. And I feel like they should have learned their lesson. And maybe that, char that character is much more... I think they could have just left Danny DeVito's character completely out of it. And not been a part of the film at all. Just written it mm -hmm. out. Owen Wilson's character is more important to the plot, but I wish they had chosen someone else to play that part. Because mm -hmm. he just annoys me. And I it, ta <laughs> it takes me out of it. Like mm -hmm. you said, it ta when Dan DeVito and Owen Wilson show up, it takes me out of it. It distracts mm -hmm. from the story. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and Jamie Lee Curtis was completely miscast. Mm -hmm. I, I I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I adore her as an actress. I absolutely do. But she was miscast. She did not... It did not feel like she was the right person to play Madame Leota whatsoever. And that took me out of it also. Mm -hmm. um, so, those are some of the things. And then... Um, the other thing is it just got so weird at the end with the the whole my father's dead and I'm going to give up my soul and it just got too ridiculous at the end and that bothered me. But I will say I, I, I enjoyed the Easter eggs and I appreciated them but that's not the makings of a good film. That's a nice little treat but it's not... I'm not going to, like, give the film, you know, high ratings just based on Easter eggs. You have, I mean, you have to bring more for me to consider. And I wanted to enjoy this movie, and I was enjoying it in the beginning. Then when Jamie Lee Curtis showed up, and Danny DeVito showed up, and then the, the story got a little crazy, it lost me. I, it, mm -hmm. I, it, I got lost in the sauce. Mm -hmm. There was too much happening, and it, it it got a little weird, and it seemed very focus grouped, like you know what will audience think of this? What will like they were trying to please everybody at the same time, and I hate it when movies do that, mm -hmm. because you know the saying is you could you try to please everyone and then you end up pleasing no one at all. Yeah, and I feel like that's where this movie was going. I appreciated 
the that the Alistair Manor was the same house as the um, the haunted mansion in Florida. I mean, I appreciated things like that. And it ha had that happened and the story been better, I would have really loved it. But mm -hmm. another thing, when um, what's her name was the tour guide at when, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. That was stupid mm -hmm. because that completely distracted from the story. Yeah, it, it was just like a showcase for her. It was played completely for laughs. Mm -hmm. That's why I say there was a lot of comedy in this film. Um, when I, th I think is it Danny or is it no it's Owen Wilson being chased by that group of ghosts and mm -hmm. he tries to reason with them and they're standing there and it's just that was stupid like hmm mm -hmm. like we don't speak <laughs> we're just stupid ghosts like I don't know I I I just felt like um they had like a good foundation to make a really good film and then they screwed it up with focus grouping the ending and trying to please everyone at the same time and it really for me it really fell short at the end you had me in the beginning you had me at hello and i was definitely i appreciated that it was set in new orleans mm -hmm. i thought the music was good I, I loved how they did the mansion. They, they looked like the mansion in Disneyland, but a bigger mm -hmm. and bigger version. And I loved how they decorated it. I, the sets were fantastic. Mm -hmm. But they just sort of... They had what they needed, and then they, they just didn't come through. They didn't follow through successfully for me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not going to say it's a terrible movie. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not. And if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, you should see it because there mm -hmm. are a lot of Easter eggs. But don't see it because it's a great movie. See it because it's yeah. eye, eye candy for Easter eggs. But that's yeah. not... I'm not going to give movies high ratings because, because of that. You have to have... A, a good movie has a good story. And they even mm -hmm. had good characters... Like the main characters... Other than the side characters, the ones I mentioned, minus Owen Wilson and um, Danny DeVito and Jamie Lee Curtis, all the other actors I thought were fan were great and well cast. I loved the little boy. I thought he was really good and very mm -hmm. talented young actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I loved the one side character I really enjoyed was um, the the fortune teller. What was her name again? Uh, Tiffany Haddish is the actress. Her name and is Harriet in the film. Harriet. Her I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed her. And she was comic relief, but it wasn't annoying because she's right. not as... Like, Danny DeVito is a caricature at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can't put him in a movie and have it be taken seriously. Because he's just like, oh, Danny DeVito... You know, it's mm -hmm. like if um, it's like if the Santa Claus showed up in the movie, like you can't mm -hmm. take it seriously. Why Santa Claus here? So that ruins it for me. 
not that Danny DeVito can't be in films, but this isn't the right vehicle for Danny DeVito. Neither was Dumbo, which I <laughs> haven't seen. And one of the reasons I didn't want to see it is because Danny DeVito was in it, believe it or not. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't... <laughs> you can't have him in Dumbo. I'm sorry. He, he, he pulls away from Dumbo. Mm-hmm. He's too much of a distraction but anyway that being said i didn't hate the i didn't hate the movie but i don't think that i loved it as much as you did i i am incapable of um seeing only the positive unless there is only positive i can't tune out the things that bother me and i think the main gripe i have really and I hate to say this because it's not that I don't like him. It was Danny DeVito? He ruined mm-hmm. it. He ruined the whole movie for me, really. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't been in it, I think it would have been a lot better. And also, that whole Winona Ryder nonsense ruined things for me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. There is too many like notable faces in here, and they're yeah. not changed enough for you to be able to, you know not say oh yes that's Danny DeVito or oh yeah Yeah. that's Owen Wilson you can't just put Owen Wilson in like a priest outfit and for us to not know he's Owen Wilson right I mean he's also right now currently in you know he's in Loki and the season two is going on and it's a completely different story with Owen Wilson and that he fits in that the character he's playing is perfect for that him in that show Mm -hmm. but it's not the same in this film so this is Owen Wilson playing Owen Wilson Right. And it's Danny right. DeVito playing Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just not... And really, I wouldn't say it's Jamie Lee Curtis playing Jamie Lee Curtis. At least she was trying to yeah. be a character. Right. But the problem there wasn't her acting. It was that she was not the right person for that role. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. miscast. She's yeah. too youthful, even though she is the right age. She just has an aura of more youthfulness than I would want to see at a Madame Leota. I think a Madame Leota needs to be more... Not... Just come off more as a middle-aged woman. And Jamie Lee Curtis just doesn't. I I can't Mm -hmm. say why. She's just got such youthful qualities to her that I'm not convinced that she's a middle-aged woman. She just seems Mm. so much younger than... She doesn't have that, that gravitas that's required. She's great for other things. And I love her. But she's not... And in fact, I I hate Owen Wilson. But I do love Danny DeVito and Jamie Lee Curtis. But not in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, overall, I can't go as far as to say I loved it like you're saying. Mm-hmm that I'm saying I'm not saying I loved it but I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I wasted my time watching it I mean I watched it a second time I enjoyed it enough to watch it a second time and like I said the second time is a little bit better because you you're over all of these issues that we're talking about and you can focus more on everything else that's happening so if you enjoyed it enough to watch it again I think your second viewing would be um, a better experience I did not enjoy it enough to watch it again, but I wouldn't say it was a waste of my time either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I did watch it. I was curious, and I and I wanted to see it. 
mm-hmm. and I'm glad, but I was disappointed in how it evolved. I, I was really into it in the beginning of the film, and then I felt like it devolved mm-hmm. quickly, and that was a bit of a disappointment. And I'm not, I don't have any interest in seeing it again. I saw it, and so, you know. But um, I, again, am not saying it's... You're saying it wasn't, like, a great movie. I'm saying it wasn't a terrible movie. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, if it... I wouldn't discourage someone who's interested right. in it from seeing right. it. But I wouldn't put it up there with, you know, the greats either. I, yeah. And I... It's definitely better than the original Haunted Mansion, I will say yes. that. And I think that's part of why I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more because the expectation from that other movie puts it so low. Like, that being said, they should have brought Jennifer Tilly back to play Madame Leota. I, I, I know that's weird for me to say that, mm-hmm. but I thought she was a better Madame Leota than Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. And she's older now. Yeah. She's the right... It, she was too young when she did it the first time, but she I still feel she was better. Um... But had they brought her back for this, she would have been absolutely perfect as Madame Leota, especially that she's an older woman now. But they had to get that name, like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, because she's Flavor of the Week right now, having Mm -hmm. just won an Oscar and everything. So Mm. it's they pick people based on their name and not how they fit the role. And it seems like they added Danny DeVito. They added that role. So, oh, we have to have him in this. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. add a new character. It, that Nothing he did in the movie was pivotal to the plot. They could have just left his character completely out of it. They did this whole thing where he was a professor and he knew the history they, of the mansions and everything. They could have figured that out in a different way. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he was a totally unnecessary to the film. He felt tacked on. and So anyway... Uh, out of one to five stars, what would you give it, Ruthie? Three. Okay, I would give it three also, but we, we're, we're meeting in the middle for different yes. reasons. <laughs> that's funny. So, okay. So that's interesting that we both say three, but you're more, you're more 3.5, I'm more 2.5. Or 2.75, 3.25 kind of. So, there we go. So, now we have a little news for you. From the far corners of the earth. From across the seven seas. The news of the day. For the leaders of tomorrow, the Mickey Mouse Newsreel, dedicated to you, the leaders of the 21st century. So, we have some Haunted Mansion news to report. So, keeping with our Haunted Mansion theme, we thought we would do a little Haunted Mansion update for you all. And there's some things that are going to be happening both in California and in Florida. So, the first thing is that 
Disney has put out some concept art and announced that there is a planned expansion of the Haunted Mansion grounds in Anaheim. I think this is made possible by the fact that they have removed Splash Mountain, so they're adding a little bit of space next door, and they can fit in a little gift shop next to the Haunted Mansion as you're exiting. Um, and they also are going to add a little garden area, and I guess, my guess is, they're going to add those interactive elements they have in the Walt Disney World queue where you can touch things and they make noises and do things. You know what I'm talking about? As yeah, you're I know walk, what you're talking about, but I don't know if they are adding that because they well, haven't said anything about that. That's just my guess. I mean, it would make sense that they would put that stuff here and mm -hmm. that's the whole reason. I mean, otherwise, why would you even put this? I mean, who's going to just... Oh, a garden, okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. That's what it seems like right now. I'm hoping it's more than that. Not that I'm a big fan of the um, the um, interactive thing. I mean, I really... I like the idea of the little gift shop at the end. I think that's cute, but I'm not that into the whole garden thing. I think just, you know, don't try to... Don't try to keep squeezing things in and adding to something... Build something new. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tired of them fixing what doesn't need to be fixed. It seems like right. that's all they want to do anymore. When and there's that's so many. Exactly to me, what this seems like. <laughs> and, and, like, there's so many other problem areas that do require yes. money and attention mm -hmm. that they're completely ignoring. And then yes. things that don't need to be fixed. They seem to be focusing on those because the young Imagineers want to put their yep. signature on the Haunted Mansion because they grew up mm -hmm. loving it. So, oh, I'm an Imagineer now, so I need to have my fingerprints on it. Yeah, I want to be That's able to say that it was my idea to do this gift shop or I want to be yeah. able to say it was my idea to do this garden queue. I don't have any issue with the gift shop. I think it, it works there. Um, Haunted Mansion-related merchandise is very popular, and I they have a similar gift shop in Disney World, which is... Oh, Memento Mori. Yeah, which is just across from the Haunted Mansion. Not as close, but it almost looks like this. It looks very similar to this picture mm -hmm. in the way it's styled and everything. And so... This, I think, is a good idea. The garden, not so much. I, I, I don't know. It, looking at that picture, you know, it reminds me of, like, a, one of those online video games mm. where you, like, collect farm stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it looks stupid. I don't know. It, I'm not sure why they're changing it to, like... It seems like this picture, there's a whole different coloring yeah, than that what too. the mansion has right now. It doesn't match. Yeah, it, it doesn't different. match. Yeah, I agree with And that also, too. the area that they have this... I mean, I know this is just concept art, mm -hmm. and but the area that they're... They already have, like, um, lines there now because, mm -hmm. you know, if the line gets too long, especially during mm -hmm. the holiday time, 
it's outside the uh, attraction over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that space is not very big. No. And um, and they're also in doing something else to that area as well, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And I don't know why they felt the need to do something to this because the other thing is this is like a Magnolia Gardens. That's what this mm-hmm. area currently is known as. Mm-hmm. And there's a wonderful fountain that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And there is a fountain in this picture, but it's not that fountain. Right. So a lot of people are concerned that they're getting rid of the fountain rather than building around it. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like that idea either because a fountain has been there for decades. So That fountain was there before the Haunted Mansion was. Right. So I don't know why you need to get rid of it. I mean, if you want to move it, fine. But you don't need to get rid of it. Um, I'm fine with the this store here because right now there's just carts outside of the exit to Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. But there... There is a store that carries Haunted Mansion merchandise already that is over, you know, by the exit of Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And um, what are they going to put there then? Are they going to have double Haunted Mansion merchandise? I think they'll get rid of the Haunted Mansion merchandise over there and just move it. And it makes more sense to have it next to the Haunted Mansion. That I don't have any problem with. But This picture is showing that the fountain is not there. Correct. Because this is where the fountain would be, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is this is that this is that same thing from ground level. Mm -hmm. Well, it's no, it's not the same. This is more towards the left of it, Mm because you can see in the back there's like an archway with some um, brick, and that is the uh, left side of that whole queue area. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. They're fitting this queue and this little open area where people are going to be wondering. And mm-hmm. there's a- added seating. And they mm-hmm. have now opened the bandstand on the other side mm-hmm. with the, the band facing this open area instead mm-hmm. of the restaurant where mm-hmm. it's Tiana's Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I am I am totally agreeing with you on like why is this necessary? Mm-hmm. Because... There's no way this place is ever going to be just a sauntering little open-air place the way that this picture looks. It's going to be packed to the gills with people, Mm -hmm. first of Mm -hmm. all. So there's no way anybody could really relax in here. And um, just the same way they they can't really do that now. There's some benches and stuff like that there, but it's mostly taken up by line. Mm -hmm. Extra line for the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I, I feel like they're doing this to kind of like connect the Tiana's restaurant with the Haunted Mansion with the attraction. I feel like that's what they're doing here is trying to have this New Orleans theme to go through and stretch it, you know, across mm-hmm. to connect everything. And again, I, I don't know if it really needs that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've watched multiple videos because one of the YouTube channels that I watch, he's very interested in, in all of this um, construction. And, and he literally went to like Google Earth and like mapped out like the square footage and everything like that. And there's a video on YouTube about it. Um, but um, he he can't understand how this is all going to fit in there either. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Uh gift shop okay this i don't think is necessary um in fact i'm against it and uh 
I think it'll it'll make the area not as nice. So right. it'll just make it too crowded and mm -hmm. and and too packed with unnecessary stuff that seems mm -hmm. to right. like it's like less is more sometimes. Right, which is what they have there now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's move on to Walt Disney World and they announced recently that they are getting their own Hatbox Ghost in Walt Disney World. Now it looks to me like according to this concept art, he's not going in the same spot as he is in Disneyland. And they also kind of hinted at something that I'm very much against. And I hope it's not true, and I hope I misunderstood what they were saying, that he's going to be throughout the attraction. Like, so there's more than one Hatbox ghost, and he shows up at different points. Did you interpret that the way I did? or No, no. I think it's just one Hatbox ghost, and where they are planning to put him is near the endless hallway. Right. Now, this is interesting yeah. because if you look at the concept art, it looks like they added a door mm -hmm. behind him because that door is not there right now. So they're adding a door that looks like he came out from the door and there's moonlight shining in from the door. So that all would be something new that they mm -hmm. add because there's nothing like that there right now. In fact, right now, there's that chair that they say looks like Donald Duck. Mm. That's what's there. It's just a chair and a, and a lamp, like a, a, a big candle, like a big... Candelabra kind of a it's thing. It's like a tall post that has a candle mm -hmm. on the top of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't have a problem with this being where he's put. Mm -hmm. I think it's better to put him where he is in Disneyland. But I'm okay with him being here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me. I wish yeah. they wouldn't put hats in the hallway. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not really what's Because that's distracting. But, I mean, <laughs> why does he have all these hats? He's Right. It doesn't make sense to the story why he has a hundred hats with him. I mean, why? What's Right, he only has one head. <laughs> yeah, so why are there hat boxes everywhere? That seems bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm okay with this. As long as I did misinterpret it and he's not going to be here and also where he isn't, like, if he pops up at different places throughout the ride, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. That's distracting from the story of the ride. It reminds me of when they had to add all the... Uh, Disney characters to It's a Small World. It's like, just leave it alone. It doesn't need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. um, it, you're adding too much. It, it's getting ridiculous at this point. Yeah. I don't have a problem with them adding him. I know that people want that, and he's popular and everything, so that's fine. But I hope I hope you're right and I'm wrong. And he's just going to be added to this one scene, and that's okay. Yeah. As long as it's, they don't put all those hat boxes around, then I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with it. It's funny because they announced this originally last year at D23. So that was mm -hmm. September of 2022 they announced this. Mm -hmm. Then they, um, they shut the ride down in mm -hmm. August of this mm -hmm. year 
for mm-hmm. a few weeks and everybody was speculating oh are they adding the hat box ga- ghost are they yeah. are they doing it now are they doing it now mm-hmm. well then they reopened no they didn't add him then they have this destination d23 thing mm-hmm. in uh um like around september october of this year where they then bring it up again and that's this is where they're saying they're adding it in november but i don't understand why they couldn't add this like a year ago or whatever like why is it so yeah. difficult we already have a hatbox ghost audio animatronic like created mm-hmm. so you should be able to just do it and put them in there well the it other seems thing like Walt disney world is really slow to get anything moving yeah i was just thinking while you were saying that how they do have hat boxes at disneyland near surrounding him but in that case it makes sense because he's in the attic right Right. And you would keep hat boxes in the attic. Like that's so in where... that case, it's like, oh, I happen to, I can get one of these boxes and use it for my head, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, but yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense just here. Right in a hallway. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're not. I mean, yeah, it's good that they're getting him, but I mean, I don't really know why this is such big news to. And honest, I don't know why they're making such. I don't know why they have to do all this extra stuff to add right. him, like add this door and everything. Right. Like it seems a little overkill. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to our final segment. So we thought we would, um, we did this once before, Notable Quotables, where we talked about Walt Disney quotes. So we're bringing it back, and this time we're going to quote lines from The Haunted Mansion that are favorite lines that Ruthie and I have. And I chose three, and Ruthie chose three. I let Ruthie go first, and then I chose three out of the ones she didn't pick. So, But I probably would have picked these anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, not all of these. There's one line that is not delivered by the ghost host, but I think every other line <laughs> is ghost host. But so the first one that I'm gonna is is one of the ones I picked is the first lines that you hear when you first enter the mansion and they shut the doors behind you and you're in this room. And um, Paul Freeze sort of does this opening monologue. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. So that's... A memorable line that you never get to hear because nobody will shut the heck up. <laughs> Everybody. That's why I like listening it to uh, listening to the one on my site because mm-hmm. you don't have 
everybody acting like idiots when you're trying to hear Paul Frees. Or they quote, like, they that that's even more annoying when they talk along with him. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Oh, I hate well, that. Well, sometimes, sometimes I actually don't mind it. It just depends on the situation. Like, if everybody's doing it, it's kind of fun. I but, don't, um, I don't like know. it ever. <laughs> no, I didn't come good. here to be entertained by you. I came here to be entertained by Disney. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the next room is where our next line is, and Ruthie chose this line. What is this, Ruthie? My line is: Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. I misspelled. I love this. I put parlor instead of pallor. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read it correctly. Um, but, um, yes, I love this play on words. I love how spooky it sounds. I mean, this is a, a classic line written by Exitensio. And it's, I, I mean, he, he just uses these, like, words that not normal people use. But you can, you know, you get, like, a sense of dread from them. And I love it. So this is, this is, I think, my favorite line from the entire attraction is this one. Okay, so my next line is in the next room. Seems like we're just doing room by room. Right. <laughs> so when you first enter the hallway after the stretching room, you hear him. And again, people never shut up during this. Mm -hmm. So you never get to really hear it very well, but... There are several prominent ghosts who have retired here from creepy old crypts all over the world. Actually, there are 999 happy haunts here, but there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? If you insist on lagging behind, you may not need to volunteer. Now I'll tell you something. I am in no rush to get on the doom buggy. I mm -hmm. am soaking it in. I let everyone pass me yeah. when I'm in here. And I'm usually, am lagging behind, so. <laughs> um, I'm usually, every. I usually wait until the next group comes out of the, the elevator behind me. And then I go with them behind me. And by the time they come out, the group that, I was with is usually around the corner and gone mm -hmm. already so I'm the only one <laughs> unless I'm with someone else I'm the only one there but I don't know this is to me this is part of the ride so mm -hmm. why am I rushing to get right through it I want to see it I want to experience it I mean once I enter the room at the beginning I consider that I I that's part of the ride to me. The ride doesn't start when I get on the doom buggy. It starts when I walk into the mansion. Yeah, so, when you, yeah through the door, the front so door. So I'm in no hurry to get mm -hmm. to the doom buggy. I want to enjoy it. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I usually do get to hear him because he does repeat himself, I think. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that being said, Ruthie picked the next line, which isn't the next room, but... It's kind of right after you get on the doom buggy and go up the stairs. Yeah. Um, so the next the line I picked is, We find it delightfully unlivable here in this ghostly retreat. 
Every room has wall-to-wall creeps and hot and ro- cold running chills. Shh, listen. I love the way he says chills. <laughs> um, hot and roll just, cunning chills. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just such a, again, another like line that is just delightfully descriptive of what you are supposed to be experiencing here. And I mean, literally like, We could not have picked a better attraction. I know we did this on purpose because it's Halloween and it's Haunted Mansion. But, like, there is no other attraction that has such iconic lines to quote Mm -hmm. than than the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So, I mean, and this is just another reason why we're doing this. Because we want to, you know, focus on these. These lines are classic. Mm -hmm. So, I picked, this is my final quote. This is at the very end, after you see the, go- the hitchhiking ghosts. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> this is kind of a famous line. In fact, the movies even... Like, the movie, the new movie, pretty much references this. Mm -hmm. Because when, after somebody has stepped into the mansion, part of the plot of the movie is that the ghosts do follow them home and they can't escape them. And they they terrorize them and tell them they have to come back to the mansion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that happens to all of the characters in this and that's why they won't leave uh, you might, right. why don't they if the mansion's haunted why don't they just leave well because the ghosts are following them home so it doesn't even matter because they're actually being haunted yeah. wherever they go right yeah mm-hmm. and and made to return so right. they're telling them they have to come back so but yeah so this is just a memorable line now, when I was a little boy, and it could be an overactive imagination, I don't know, but I remember it was this specific ghost that was the one that was in my doom buggy, and mm-hmm. we were passing the mirrors where you see them in the in the mirror, and um, I turned around, and I swear I saw him in the actual doom buggy with us sitting there Mm. in the car i was probably about five years old i don't know if i was just imagining things but i really thought i saw him sitting (laughs) in there with us i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe it was a haunting i don't know (laughs) but uh anyway our final quote is actually the last thing you hear before you leave the attraction and what is that ruthie that is the lines delivered from little Leota. Mm-hmm. She says, hurry back, hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. I love that, how you're, you know, like I said before, you're, you're leaving on the moving walkway mm-hmm. and you pass her and you hear this and it's just like a little reminder of, of 
what an amazing attraction this is and you know they just every little detail is very important in this attraction and you know including this last little thing as you're leaving so in florida she appears when you're still on the doom buggy and mm. there is oh, no right. there is mm -hmm. no um, ramp to get out because you're actually at ground level so right because you don't go down the elevator like you right. do in california mm -hmm. right so they have a ramp in the pirates instead which is weird but mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. but yeah i mean i just i love this attraction it's definitely top three for me mm -hmm. and um you know this all of these lines and and everything that you think of when you hear these lines just makes it why it's such an amazing attraction well that ends our halloween episode and i hope everybody has a happy healthy and safe holiday this year you yes. get lots of candy <laughs> and um ruthie where can everybody find Jiminy Crickets on the web? You can listen to all of our past shows, including audio versions of Dateline Jiminy Crickets over on our on our website, um, jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts under the name Jiminy Crickets. That's with an exclamation point. And be sure to live, leave us a five-star review. Over on our YouTube channel, we share updates to the Disney Chris website, including the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, as well as past episodes of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets. You can find our channel if you search for DisneyChris.com. And remember, .com is spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. And don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell. You can also join in the conversation over on our Facebook page, Jiminy Crickets Podcast where you can not only interact with Chris and me and all the fellow cricketeers, but you can also stay up to date on the latest details of our many worldwide web endeavors. On Facebook, Chris can be found under the name Chris Linden, that's L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson, and on Twitter at DisneyChris73. If you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, our email address is DisneyChrisDotcom at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And I have a Twitch stream, which I broadcast every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, live. And you'll find that at DisneyChris underscore audio underscore fun. And every week... We listen to Disney tunes, either from the parks or from the films and whatnot. And um, each week has a specific theme. And we have a lot of fun over there. So join me uh, over on Twitch every Monday. And if you would like to join our new group, which is part of that, the group is called Disneyland Audio Fun, which is on Facebook under that name. On Instagram, I am DisneyChris underscore JC underscore podcast. And we post all sorts of fun Disney pictures, mostly retro and vintage stuff. And uh, I also put updates to what's going on with the... the website and the podcasts and everything there too and my website is disneychris.com 
that's where you'll find the song of the day, the song of the year, and the Disneyland uh, magical audio tour. Thousands of songs over there, all available 24 hours a day to listen to. If you would like to help support what we do, all of our podcasts and my website, you can go to patreon.com slash DisneyChris. You can pick a donation level, either $1 up to however much you want to contribute. And we give rewards every month in return. Even at the $1 level, you receive uh, more than a dollar's worth of rewards. So it's definitely mutually beneficial, and every little bit helps support what we do. And other donation options can be found on my website, disneychris.com slash donate.html. We have an online store. You can contribute via PayPal. You can do a one-time only donation, or you can do a recurring donation just like Patreon, only using PayPal. There's a way to do that as well. So think about supporting all of the free content that we have brought you throughout the years. And Ruthie, thank you for another happy Halloween. Yes, thank you. We'll see you all on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-N.